producer. Dude, I always got the dogs. Yeah, you got out. your feet out. Dude, you like, gotta. Dude, I have so many foot memes on my phone. Really? Yeah. Just like. Are you I, a foot guy? No, I just think it's really funny that like people are feet people. Because like feet gross me out personally. Really? Yeah. You don't like my dogs? Dude, I think your dogs are wonderful. But I. They're kind of flat. I have really high arches. Really? Yeah. I have to wear like special shoes. That's just like. Yeah, my dad fucked me with like really bad. Yeah. It's the dad side. Yeah. Damn, I'm sorry to hear that. It is what it is. Flat feet, there's like really like a perfect area where you just have like a little arch and it's nice. Yeah. You're good to go. Get the aerodynamic foot. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, Ryan, do I look in focus? Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. I'm know, like, just uh, can make yourself comfortable. I know. However that may be. Just like not on your head. Damn. <laughs> Damn, dude, I was going to pull that one out. Um, welcome to the show. Welcome to uh, Podducer. It's the podcast for producers. I don't always say that, but I think I should for people <laughs> who don't know what this is. Um, if you could just intro yourself real quick so people know who you are. I am uh, I am Too Soft, um, a.k.a. Three Score. I have multiple different aliases over the course of my music career i uh i make experimental electronic music primarily i also make bounce music and whatever i feel like making <laughs> so. nice nice all right well we got to do the obligatory question which is what was your first concert oh dude i was so excited for this question Did you think about it yes so i have i have a real answer and then what i consider is my first concert so okay. Um, the real answer is my first concert was a kids bop concert. What? Yeah, dude. So my mom, like driving when I was a kid, would always play the kids bop CDs. Yeah, yeah with like yeah, the yeah, kids singing. Exactly. And yeah. so Did you like that? I, I ate that shit up as a kid. Okay. And so um because of that, um my parents thought it would be very sweet of them thought it would be a good idea to bring me to a kids bop concert and that was my first that was my first real not it wasn't a real concert i mean you get what i'm saying that was my first like live music experience but there were like kids on stage yeah. singing the songs and it yeah. was where was it it was i think it was in chicago mm. i as a child I remember it being a big stadium. I mm -hmm. don't. I, I almost wanted to say it was that the could, could have been Center. a Chuck E. Cheese, you but yeah, know. it could. It could have been. You know, your sense of like space is not good as a child. No, no, it's really. I not. remember looking up at my mom, like doing stuff on the counter, <laughs> and I was like, "One day I'll be tall." That knife is ginormous. Yeah, everything like, was like that as a kid. <laughs> But and then my my real first concert uh, was when I was eighteen and I went and saw Childish Gambino live. Oh, nice! And that was really cool. Where was that? Um, that was at uh, that was at the United Center. Oh, okay. Um, so this is like Glover is like in his element. Yeah, like that, it, you gotta have a. This is like Redbone era. It was yes. It was like uh, like six months after that album released. Mm. Um, and he's he's by far like one of my favorite rap artists, mm -hmm. and so it was really cool to get to go see him. Um, and I actually had front row tickets. Uh, oh wow! In at the beginning of the concert, he walked down the middle strip of the stage, 
and um, I actually got to dap him up, which oh. was pretty sick. He's like, yeah, was awesome. Glad we paid that extra money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the extra three, you know, three hundred dollars to get to be four rows up was uh, really worth it. Yeah. So. so kids bop i feel like as a kid i even was like ah it's not as good as the <laughs> original or maybe i was like a preteen and i was like yeah what is this yeah i mean i was probably like eight when i went and saw it so yeah. like i like so you're like your vocal register was like similar to these kids <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and also i was i i i didn't really become like music pilled until i was like 12 so like i i really didn't have a, a sense of taste yet is so, kids bop still around I, I think they are really yes because i saw I, I was in target like two weeks ago and i saw it's a kids bop cd Dang. but it was also in indiana so i don't know if that kids bop cd is like 10 years old or if it's like if it's just like still selling well or something yeah like, yeah or if it's like a jack harlow song that they turned into oh, like a you know a yeah, kids exactly. version that's so interesting <laughs> i like can you i feel like being like on the kids bop uh cd is almost like mickey mouse club level but like of course it doesn't have that disney backing so it's not yeah. like as cool but like you're definitely a part of a crew yeah you know. i i would you know if i get famous enough to the point where some <laughs> kids someone bop kids makes, bops your yeah, song exactly someone makes a kids bop so, cover of my song i'd be honored yeah that'd be cool i'd be honored i'd also be a little disappointed uh -huh. but I'd you're be, like go I'd, listen to the original yeah exactly yeah you probably get a payout though Oh, for sure. They yeah. definitely, I mean, they definitely pay for clearance on all their stuff. They have to, but it's just like, I wonder how yeah. much you get. Probably decent. And you probably, it's probably get decent. A, yeah, it's probably a split, like a yeah. small split, and then like an upfront payment as well. Yeah. Probably five. Wow, kids bop. I'm really like feeling <laughs> nostalgic right now. Yeah. Because it would come on as like an ad, or, or I remember like was someone. Like we were going to like soccer practice and someone mm. had the kids bop and I was kind of just like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Kids bop is a phenomenon that I feel like a lot of musicians just don't talk about. Well, and like, like I, so I'm like the youngest in my family. Yeah. So my brother was just listening to like rap, like explicit mm. rap. And I was just like, yeah, I don't, this is cool. Yeah. I'd go to like Dax's house. Ryan knows Dax and like there's Shout a out. Sicilian Italian and just just letting all the words fly out yeah and i was like yeah like i'm i'm hardened like I, <laughs> I know i know how to swear i don't know basically what i'm saying is kids bop was soft to me but maybe it, it, it yeah. was it was basically how you came up with your name too soft yeah exactly yeah if we're gonna entirely, if we're gonna reel this in entirely yeah. inspired by kids bop yeah 100 let's do like a real origin story real quick yeah um which is just you know when did you start producing maybe like some other aliases we don't have to go too deep into it but gotcha. just kind of like what was the start of i want to make music yeah so um originally uh i started getting interested in music when i was like to clarify to the public i am I'm going to be 23 in two weeks. So I'm 
a young still you. pretty young <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah. um i got interested in just music in general when i was like around 12 13 um not necessarily making it but like really forming my tastes you know um some of the key artists i really got into were like you know like skrillex and like flux pavilion and like all the you know all the like dubstep people right yeah and then um when i was 14 i downloaded fl studio um and started like fucking around in fl studio um never really posted it you know never posted anything just kind of like learning the program Mm -hmm. um and uh then when i was 16 um i was playing sports in high school um and i found out that i had like a heart uh situation going on Mm. um and because of that i had to quit like all my extracurriculars um Mm. because i couldn't do contact sports and that included like football and like all that so Mm. um when i quit it i was like shit i better like do something with all this extra was it like your parents were like well you got to do something still (sighs) yeah it was kind of it was kind of that my parents never really pressured me to like join or do anything football was definitely um not pushed by my dad but like heavily suggested Uh um just because he was a pretty prominent football player like in um in high school he he won state multiple times and like that kind of thing so he wanted what he had for me um which i understand um but uh because of that whole health thing i was just like more of my own volition i was like shit i gotta do something so i'd been messing around with music and whatever and i decided um to start posting music and so i think the first stuff i ever posted was like really shitty house songs um and i was like i this is too hard for where i'm at right now (laughs) this is like too difficult for where you know because it's like composition and all that i had no music background never played an instrument um so i um and i started releasing music under the name finn um but just fin um and that was the the my name now my actual name is finn with spelled with two n's um but the reason i did the one n is it was kind of a play on words um because it was kind of like represented the end of like how my life was before and signified like how my life would be now Hmm. um and so i started i switched to uh lo-fi hip-hop um because i had also like throughout high school gotten very interested in like hip-hop music um especially like mf doom mad lib all that um and i started making lo-fi um and i did that for three years um and some of my songs really hit it off i had like a bunch of songs that got like above 50k um which was sick sick yeah yeah especially as a high schooler that's like holy shit you know um and then um i wanted to towards the end of those three years i started playing with like how far can you push a lo-fi with it still being considered lo-fi and not like electronic music mm. and so i really tried to like fuck with it you know um and eventually i was just like why am i sticking to lo-fi like what why don't i just like dedicate entirely to electronic music mm-hmm. um and that's when i changed my name because uh, as you can imagine uh finn is really hard to find is on it? spotify yeah. and like because not only is it other people named finn and whatever it's also any name with fin in it griffin or something anything yeah. uh any artist name with fin or song shows above it 
So it made like um, SEO yeah. super difficult for me. Um, and I think that's kind of attributed to like part of the reason why I didn't grow as much as I should have. Um, so I switched my name to Too Soft um, because growing up, I was never like, I've never been like a man's man like and whatever. Macho yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. I mean, you played football. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, people on the team call me <laughs> pussy and like all that shit. And oh, that's, so, not, that's not a good team, then. No, it's not. But I mean, that's suburban Indiana for you. Um, but <laughs> fair enough. Um, but yeah, so I kind of owned it. You know, uh, people would always call me too soft and whatever. Um, too soft, not, 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 you know, not like hard enough, all that kind of shit. So like you're too soft. Yeah. So, really? I, yeah. So I changed my name to too soft. Um, the two is spelled T W O, um, signifying my second alias. Mm. Um, and then soft is whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I've been doing that stuff now for, um, I think since 2019. Gotcha. So, uh, and then three score is a new thing. Uh, it was just kind of like, I haven't posted music in two years on the two soft account. Um, mm. and it was cause I wanted to work on myself as an artist and really like hone in my sound and my skills. Um, which now I think I have. Mm. Um, but three score was originally, uh, just like a side account for me to just like post stuff that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, and it eventually, I got really, uh, interested in like bounce music. And, um, which is like the genre of music that like Dillip all's well. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, those like heavy bass lines with like yeah. gliding with like glides basically with like rhythmic melodies. Um, mm. it's a big, it's like a fusion between hip hop and electronic, um, in a way where it's like, but it's not, it's like trap, but yeah, but it's, different. yeah, it's like what Vince does like Vince by Vince. Yeah. Um, and Palpa has started getting into it too. Um, but yeah, I got really like fixated on that genre and three score kind of turned into that. So now I do both gotcha. at the same time. <laughs> gotcha. This is just something that happened today, but someone commented on, um, fucking which video was it? Um, wow. I can't remember. Oh yeah. Going somewhere is video. Yeah. And the start of the video starts out like our lo-fi people just wise. And the guy was like, oh, like, what? A, when did we uh, change, you know, calling like hip hop beats lo-fi and not just instrumentals? Do you ever yeah. think about like lo-fi and how it's like spread past being lo-fi that people don't really know what lo-fi is and yeah. that it's like any just beat without a vocal mm -hmm. that's like chill is a lo-fi yeah. track you ever thought about dude, that dude i could talk about this shit for hours yeah. <laughs> um so please cut me off if i start ranting but um uh the way i look at it as you know a person that did lo-fi for however many years and whatever um is like lo-fi is inherently low fidelity um the reason lo-fi hip-hop got its name is because most of the songs are sample based and typically they're older samples you know, um, so they're not going to have the fidelity that modern music has. Mm -hmm. um, for people that don't know, fidelity is like quality of sound. Um, quality advances with the advancement of you know technology. So, um, lo-fi to me is a is a um, 
lower tempo hip hop song with lower fidelity samples, the drums can be higher fidelity because mm. you're adding them on top. But the, the something has to be lower fidelity. Yeah. Um, and I think lo-fi kind of got bastardized um, in 2016 with like the rise of shit like lo-fi girl lo-fi girl cow yes yeah because like things that weren't necessarily lo-fi i mean although when i listen to those channels i feel like it is kind of lo-fi but then it also became the primary genre Mm. of like youtube videos that are like tutorials because it's just such a good backing yeah it's great backing music it's either that or like future bass. It's like, yeah. all right, guys, today I'm going to show you this tutorial. It's like, and you're just like, okay, cool. Like that was the intro. Yeah. And whatever. I mean, I haven't dug into like the libraries of YouTube, <laughs> but it's, it feels like predominantly you got those two genres. Yeah. It's, it, and I feel like now because of the popularization of like lo-fi girl and chilled cow and whatever, and how popular it is to people that don't make music, it kind of, def- they're just like, everything's lo-fi. That's yes, hip-hop basically. Exactly. Yeah. Everything that's instrumental hip hop is lo-fi because that's all I know. Right. And so I think because of that, you know, the masses are what give things definitions, right? So the definition of lo-fi shifted from what it used to be. Yeah. Um, I feel you. So I think that, it's part of the reason why I don't make lo-fi anymore. Um, cause the stuff I made was lo-fi. It was, you know, it was hip hop, it was hip hop drums, sample based, like all that. Yeah. I was, we were talking to Amoyde and he was saying how like, he doesn't like the term because it's like, I want, I want this stuff to like go off. Yeah. Like I don't want, I want this to be for like the club or like more dancey, mm-hmm. but then he just gets relegated to like lo-fi sometimes. So like, I feel like as someone who produces adjacent genres, it's like that thing where you got to, you know, be like, no, that's not it. Like you have to correct people. almost. Yeah. And I want people to listen to my music as a song. I don't want people to passively listen to my music. Mm. And so I don't want, you know, lo-fi is inherently listened to passively. And so I don't want, my stuff to forever be considered passive music. I want people to like listen and pay attention. And that's what he was saying too. Yeah. Yeah, Like for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something that came up today that I was thinking about. And I I would say I got a pretty good ear for like, what is lo-fi and what is not, Mm -hmm. but it is real that some people are just like, Oh yeah. Like lo-fi beats and chill, like stuff like that. And it's just like, that's not, I mean, but at the same time, this is, you know, a podcast for producers. So like we can have all these niche things and people will understand. But Mm -hmm. I guess if someone was watching this, that isn't aware of all these genres then it's like, okay, at the end of the day too, like genres are kind of, we've done this conversation to where it's like, why try to slot things into genres, but it just helps, you know, to be able to talk about them and have names for them. So I am, I, that's why I just say I'm an experimental electronic music I know, but I tell people that and they're just like, so I have no idea what you make. And I'm just like, yeah, it's like hip hop. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't like being tied. I want to make like whatever I feel like making. I don't want to be tied to like, you know, just trap beats and just bounce music and just, you know, like, so that's why I just experimentals wide enough to where you can just kind of make whatever and say it's experiment, <laughs> you know, like exactly. So. That makes sense. Well, why don't we run a two soft track? Sick. 
if we're going to go in the logical progression, I guess. <laughs> um, which track would you like to run? Um, let's run... Um, if Are we going to do both? We Yeah, we can. Got you. Um, then let's uh, actually run Pacifist first, because um, that's not going to get released for a minute, so I want to... Okay. And if you want to hear the music in this episode and what we have to say about it, join the Podducer Discord through the link below. I, w- I wanted to make something that, like, was still hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> but also pretty at the same time. I really like... Um, making stuff that kind of um, contradicts the uh, you know combining two contradictory ideas and making them like the the dichotomy the juxtaposition yeah. of it yeah no I definitely like that too what was the idea for like the I mean to me it sounded like like you're in the main menu and you're like yes. selecting the drop or something is that kind of the idea yeah it was kind of um the idea my idea was like um because most of my songs i make um while i'm making the song and this might sound weird but i in i picture a visual to go with the song while i'm making it i'm the same way yeah yeah so like i my whole thing was like uh you know it starts with the train and whatever um and you're kind of like getting on a train whatever going home sit down go to play video games start it up and it goes into kind of like an old like y2k video game visual Mm. for the drop where it'd be like fucking like jet set radio style you know like like all that and then um it you know it pans out the whole the whole idea for a video was just kind of like chilling at home you know mm-hmm. like not really doing anything you know not not some like high stakes video on top of a fucking mountain you know <laughs> like yeah but like an everyday situation where yeah. you're riding the train and you just can like zone out into your own world of playing video games exactly. or like something like we used to do is like i actually don't really take public transportation that much anymore but mm-hmm. like yeah, like I had a buddy that was, you know, bring his like Nintendo Switch. I'm like, bro, you're going to get that shit stolen <laughs> in Chicago. But like, I mean, it's a great way to kill time. Yeah. So like there's a lot of people that would probably relate to that. Like, oh, yeah, mm. I, do, I do the same shit. Yeah, I want to put some of my life into my music, right? So like that was kind of my idea. You know, that's what I do when I'm home. I sit and fucking play Yu-Gi-Oh all day. Do so. you? Do you play the video game? of Yu-Gi-Oh? I so yeah, I, I I play the I play Master Duel. So if anybody knows what Master Duel is, please hit me up. I have no one to play with. <laughs> um but uh it's it's basically the TCG in video game form made by Konami who mm-hmm. makes Yu-Gi-Oh. Um it's the card game. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, TCG means trading card game. Uh Gotcha. But uh but yeah, I'll sit and play that for like four hours every day. Dude, I used to have a Yu-Gi-Oh game for the Game Boy Advance. Oh, which one? I don't remember what it was, but there I remember there was like see like I didn't follow Yu-Gi-Oh that much, but I that much like the the show. But yeah. I felt like the trading card game was the one I got into the most mm. over Pokemon. Like I played the game of Pokemon yeah. more. But the actual like you know, you duel and it would be all card based. But I remember there was this thing where like if you had the cards there was a number on the bottom of them Mm -hmm. and you could like enter in the number and depending on if the card was in the video game you could 
just then yeah. have that card and it'd be part of your deck. So I was like scouring Google <laughs> back in the day and Google was so shitty back in the day too. Oh yeah. So I'd be like looking at like these blurry numbers to try to like get new cards, mm. like epic cards and be like, yeah, it's not in the video game. Yeah. But, now it's all like virtual currency and they don't, you know, they don't do the scan thing. I do. If they did the scan thing, it'd be over. I'd did be you have, poor. did you play one of those or that was like, yes, I played okay. Yu-Gi-Oh uh, championship 2011 which is the story of Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds on the DS. Mm, and I, okay, okay. I played that game. This one was purely card games. I remember I did something stupid. I like traded my friend for this different Yu-Gi-Oh! game that I thought was yeah. even cooler. And then you could like walk around a map like Pokemon. I was like, oh yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> and then I got the game. I was like, we traded games. So I was like, yeah, you're going to get this one. And then I realized that the one that I had was way better. And I was like, fuck, this yeah. game sucks. <laughs> yeah, Konami is does not have the best score for uh, for video Consistency. games. Consistency. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's a coin flip whether the game's good or not. Yeah, dude, it was fun, though. It was just dueling and like, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh is cool. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon are like my two IPs that like all like fucking all invest so much money and time into them i'd love to get into magic but it's such a wormhole that i'm like i can't yeah i would say i think both are really hard uh-huh. to get into if you're not like if you don't play like trading card games i would say Yu-Gi-Oh is probably easier to get into um the magic i think magic's just been around for so yeah. long and there's so many cards. And there's like, like six different formats that you can play. Yeah, there's like uh, Commander and whatever. One of my friends got really into it. And he was like into it. But then later he was like, bro, I could, I like had yeah. to stop. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. too much. <laughs> and magic cards are like, if you want to buy like single cards to like add to your deck. Because that's usually what people do. They, they go on websites and buy like singles. Yeah. Excuse me, I have to burp. Get okay, it. cool. Get it, um, get it out. Yeah, I didn't want to burp into the mic. Uh, That's cool. But uh, no, yeah, like magic cards, like some of them will be like $400. They're expensive, yeah. yeah. We were just talking about how Post Malone bought that like $2 million one ring to rule it all. If I, well, because that could yeah. go down as um, like it could get way more expensive. Oh, yeah. So for someone like Post Malone to buy it and it to be $2 million, it's like, man, it's not. It's not that bad for yeah, him. <laughs> it's one of those situations where you can put any price that you want on it because it's a one of a kind card that mm-hmm. you can just like, he could sell it for 20 million or if someone buys it, it's like, that's the, the new price. Also, the fact that Post Malone owns it <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. makes it more expensive. Exactly. Because it's, it's, it's got that lineage. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it'd be cool if like, you know, I know like cryptocurrency isn't really like popular right now, but like if they mm-hmm. had... Some NFT shit built in. Like, anyway, we're not going to go down that. I was just going to say, like, the, the contracts and, like, how, you know, it can gain value through that is is a cool concept to, like, mm-hmm. attach that to a card. Yeah. But anyway, so trading card games. Do you play any other video games besides? I play Smash. Like, new Smash? Uh, yeah, new Smash. I could never get into Melee. The skill curve is, like, way too difficult yeah i play i play here i'll just go through them i play pokemon i own every pokemon game physical copy really uh, yeah. even like the even the, the blue red like each separate one hell yeah 
Damn. That's impressive. <laughs> um, and then I also have, um, I also play Halo, like a shit ton. Infinite? Uh, Infinite, yeah. I used to play Ladders in Reach. I'd be like a mm. free agent and I'd go and like play teams and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, like on PC? Uh, or, no, like Xbox. Yeah. Well, what is Ladder? Is it like it starts uh, over? Oh, Ladders is like MLG. Uh, like major league gaming um nice and so like when people would need fillers um there would be like a list of free agents and you could like hit someone up see like this is the thing that i've i've talked about this before i don't know about on the podcast but like i just was born in the wrong generation (laughs) like your generation or whatever just that many less like five years separation Mm. mlg and gaming as an actual sport sport yeah. was more of a real thing mm-hmm. and i was like a gamer like i was <laughs> yeah, good dude. at the first person shooters but i never thought to myself like yeah i could actually pursue this but yeah. that's dope that you were you know competitive mm. with that oh yeah I, I love halo um yeah now i just play infinite casually um yeah. infinite's i infinite's okay they're getting better they're it was bad when it started because there wasn't enough yeah. maps yeah it's um it was bad when it started um yeah. there were bugs too and was, stuff like that yeah but over the course of the last couple of years they've patched everything they added forge um mm-hmm. they uh dude it's just never gonna be as good as no. the bungee ones like you played reach which was the last bungee it's my favorite halo game too so, so like, like you got in when it was that like the final bit of it yeah and that's you know? that was like peak multiplayer too was like oh, yeah. reach because halo 3 was like really famous for its it like, was sick yeah it's halo campaign 3 was, i think my favorite yeah i it's a controversial take for me to say that like reach was like my favorite because a lot of people it's three mm-hmm. um but i think in terms of like multiplayer because i played both i played three odst and reach mm-hmm. and like um, I think Reach had the best multiplayer experience, mm-hmm. like in terms of just like ma- normal matchmaking and stuff like that. I agree. I did play a lot of Reach. Yeah. Some people they're like Halo Two. I'm like, all right, bro. Yeah, that's like that's like. <laughs> no, I mean, it, I like it is good. Yeah, it's just like the hipster take of like. <laughs> yeah, 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 like the real sauce was two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like. This- yeah. shut the fuck up you yeah. know what i mean like i don't know i don't know if we've <laughs> talked about this either but like the f- like i thought about this the other day in the car how like sequels are either like the better version of the first game yeah. or it just goes downhill there's really like this x curve where it's like yeah. the sequel can be like the shit mm-hmm. and everything that was wrong with the first game they fixed or it's just there was like a cash grab and they're like it's just not as good as the first yeah. one. It's like it's like a take like Call of Duty for example. Mm-hmm. It's like um, Black Ops One versus Black Ops Two. Mm-hmm. Black Ops Two. Uh, did you play Black, Black Ops? Black Ops Two was like running on walls and shit. Oh, right? No, no, no. That was uh, Advanced Warfare. Oh, okay. Um, Black Ops Two and Black Ops Three um, oh. was like that. Okay. Um, but Black Ops Two was like um, just classic COD. Yeah, but the multiplayer that was like when um, Nuketown twenty twenty five was a thing, and like uh, shit, what was the oh god, the map on a cruise ship? You know what I'm talking mm-hmm, about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that map so much. Um, it's like, that reminds me of like Tony Hawk Pro Skater three on yeah. the cruise ship level. Sick, <laughs> but it's like that where like yeah. I feel like Black Ops two was so much better mm. than Black Ops one. Um, I played Black Ops 1. I don't know if I played Black Ops 2, but I also, like, the same thing 
on the Infinity Ward side, yeah. there was like the people that loved Modern Warfare and were like, yeah, it's like the meta. Mm-hmm. And then Modern Warfare Two came out. And yeah. It had nukes, and I'm see like it's also perspective. Yeah, it's like where you were, what age you were when you played it. Yeah, because because for me the nukes were like that was so fun to try to get them. Nukes. Like yeah. that was like, dude, we just ended the game because I got a nuke. But other people were like, dude, this game's broken. Yeah, I I would always like when I played Modern Warfare Two, it was always trick shot lobbies on Rust. Mm-hmm. Like that was <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah, where you would. Oh, okay. It's like, the trick shots, but I, I was thinking of like the ones where it's literally you just shoot like an ever um, respawning guy, and oh, you yeah. just—that's how you rank up really quick. Yeah, like the or yeah, like the the modded lobbies where you just try and like get max per street or max prestige. Yeah, or there was one where they really fucking glitched it, where it was like you just joined it and then you were just tenth prestige, yes, and, it, and yeah. you were just like, dude, my account's fucked. I'm yeah, like, and then you no. get banned like three days later. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, dude, I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. Yeah. I just got like a private invite from a guy. Mm-hmm. That's how I was on a. Like I play GTA too. I play a shit ton of games, but yeah, uh, like G- my GTA account is got modded um, just mm-hmm. from like some dude in a lobby, and like I'm like rank two hundred in like GTA, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. like just like ridiculous, like max rank. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just like okay, like you get like a billion dollars in the game, and it's like it takes the fun out of it. Oh I, yeah, GTA with grind. cheats is not fun. Yeah, it's fun for like twenty minutes, and they're like, all right, well, mm-hmm. I like bazooka 20 cars and now i'm kind of like desensitized Mm -hmm. (laughs) nothing in the game is fun now i'm an i'm an mmo player too so like i I enjoy like the grind did you do the elden ring i wanted to buy it the other day elden ring is uh a game that i feel like i would snap my computer in half if i played yeah i have all these aspirations of playing these games i'm like when when the fuck am i gonna have time to do that yeah i've been trying to (laughs) i I don't know if care ever talked about it but he is (laughs) he's gonna hate that i say this um he is like addicted to apex legends oh yeah and i give him shit Uh, yeah i give him shit for it all the time though because he'll like sit in discord lobbies and like clip his mic screaming at, (laughs) at the at the computer and uh i've been trying to convince him to get elden ring Oh, yeah. Because of that, I think it'd be so funny. Yeah. I think it'd be so Just funny. Just to stream that. Yes. Yelling. God, it'd be so... You know, he's like the... It's like the uh, you ever watch like Rage Tages on mm. YouTube? It's like that. It's just like entertaining. It is. And people are like breaking headphones and shit. And you're just <laughs> yeah. like, I get it. I, I haven't had that nerd rage in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I haven't seen either. it with my own two eyes, Jerry. Yeah, where we we used to just like go to my basement, <laughs> fucking game. I was like yeah. the guy where if we if we were going to my basement, like we were gonna game, and I don't even know what would we play that I would get enraged at. Like a lot of things. There, okay, there was this the hardest game which we never beat was this game Trials. Which is like the you know those like BMX? Two, 2D like side scrolling games where you're like on a BMX bike and you're like going yes. up stuff like crazy obstacles. There was a mini game in it where you're just like a metal ball and you have to roll through this course. Okay. And like it it had like these weird physics. It was so fucking hard. <laughs> and like I love games that are hard. Mm. Like super meat boy enter the gungeon yeah. like g- games where it's like all or nothing if you die you you lose everything yeah you're fucked you have to restart yeah 
but we just never could beat this game. Damn. One day we'll have to get my Xbox 360 out, reboot it, and try it again. That'd be so interesting. Yeah. I, dude, have you ever played Monkey Ball? It's kind of like Monkey Ball. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I, Same concept. Like, you roll around... Mm-hmm. And it's just obstacles. Yeah, and it's like the the gravity physics are like ice, like where you just kind of yeah. like glide. Or it like has like spin. So yeah. like once the ball starts spinning, you're like, oh shit! Like yeah, you're like shit. I can't. I got like, like the, three seconds to stop. This ball like was not symmetrical in its spin. Like it, it had was like, like a oblong. wobble. Like you know how the planet, like how Earth has like a wobble. Yeah, it's like a little. It's kind of like an egg shape almost. Not yeah, really, like it's but just like, like kind of like doing that i was yeah dude they just, i don't know if the game those games where it's like the physics are kind of broken have you heard of only up of course and jump king oh i've never heard of that dude you, okay jump, jump jump king's infinitely worse oh, okay i know only up is like popping right now yeah but like jump king is like you know how only up like you fall and it like you reset or you, you like, can, like fall, might fall in a good spot yeah yeah jump king is just like you fall and you're you're done like mm. you're all the way at the beginning and it's infinitely longer than only up really because only up has all the shortcuts jump yeah. king has no shortcuts mm. so it's like all the way do you ever watch ludwig Mm-mm. uh you know he's a, he's a twitch streamer okay uh, or i guess youtube um but he does he speed runs jump king like mm-hmm. occasionally and i will sit like this staring at yeah the, you're just like dude what dude okay I, <laughs> there's this game and we're just like this is like a gaming podcast yeah now. yeah <laughs> i'm cool with this honestly i, I care, love yeah. talking about video games i uh there's this game called sekiro heroes die twice or something it's like uh it's basically I, that might not be the exact name but basically it's dark souls but like you're a samurai and you fight like oh all sekiro these, sekiro yeah 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 Dude, you ever watch Games Done Quick? No. Dude, you would love it. It's like they do it every, um, I think they do it in the winter and uh, summer, but it's all for charity. Like people donate and it's for like cancer, whatever. And dude, the people that they have do speed run these games, like speedrunners yeah. are literally computers. It's That's crazy. They're insane. There's like all these different rankings too. There's like, 100% completion runs, like glitched runs where you like yeah. exploit, then there's runs where you just It'll uh, be like glitchless where it's just like yeah you, yeah, you just beat the game but you don't get all the stars or whatever mm-hmm. like secret stuff. But I watched this guy beat this Dark Soul games blindfolded. Like he That's memorized crazy. every single move, like all the menus. Like killing like in Dark Souls is not easy. Like no. it's a hard game. No. And he's literally just like dodging doing stuff and then the commentators are like okay yeah. this next part like if he can just you know uh you know sequence these two parts together like and he got it and you're just <laughs> like, what, like the what the fuck dude, dude it is i think that that was the most <laughs> impressive thing i've ever seen in my entire life yeah and plus sekiro um it was sekiro right yeah dude sekiro was the first souls game to have parrying Oh, so you can like um, you can actually like yeah. You, if you time it right, you can parry mm-hmm. like against the opponent's moves and punish them. Mm. And like, I can only imagine like getting perfect parrying down to a T where you don't even have to see it, dude. To it's, like, it's like <laughs> imagine if you just like got a little bit lost in the menu and you're like, oh shit, where am I? In the menu? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Do, am I about to push quit? Or like, what am? 
I think it's, and it's just like all like sound based. You're just like, okay. And you just know the map <laughs> in your head. It's just so insane. Yeah. Like, anyway, we got real nerdy. Yeah. I just, it, it, it is what it is. I love it. I just, I like always have this thing. Cause a lot of my music, and I'm, feel like this is where we got onto this. Mm. I love those like eight bit sounds. I love like video game samples and, you know, hearing the like, oh, like that's the Super Smash mm -hmm. uh, baseball hit sound or something. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Like something me and Jordy talk about all the time. You know, you know, Jordy, right? I don't really know Jordy, but I've met him. Okay. A long gotcha. time ago. So uh, Jordy, long time friend of mine. Um, something me and him talk about a lot um for whatever reason is the sonic soundtracks oh dude that got brought up on a different podcast where just like sampling the sound sonic games dude sonic have you sonic 2005 horrible game do not play the game i mean play the game but accept its flaws it is super glitchy Wait, which one uh so sonic sonic the hedgehog 2005 it's just oh, it's called just, sonic the hedgehog okay um uh but it's like graphically a horrible game, like whatever. Gameplay is kind of fun, but you'll like fall through walls and shit. Mm. The the opening song to that, please go look it up. It's the intro song to 2005 is beautiful. Mm. It is one of the prettiest video game songs I've ever heard in my entire life. And like, it's just like for a game that got like, I think it got like a one out of 10 mm. for like, you know, the game review websites and whatever. Yeah. It has some of the most beautiful songs on it that you, That's you so random. Yeah, exactly. Sonic, so I, there was a Sonic game, Sonic battle two for GameCube. Yeah. Fire. So good. I've heard of it, never played it. If you ever get the chance, like the story mode's great, the Chow Garden's great. Um, there's like all kinds of stuff. But then they they made another game like after that called Shadow the Hedgehog, and they just put I love that. They I just put guns game. in it. Yes, they were could, just like fuck it. Like, you could just light up people with AK-47s, and he would cuss yeah, when yeah, he yeah. died. I think it was rated. I don't know. It was, if it was T. It was T. It was T. Yeah, yeah. We didn't go full M. There wasn't like blood. No. But like, I just love how they were like, okay, like we got something going here. What if, we, what if we just add guns? Yeah. What if the main villain is a demon alien that has had no, <laughs> no reference in yeah, any yeah, of yeah. the like Sonic the, lore? The, the literally first scene, I was, just, yeah, dude. I don't think I actually ever bought that game, but. It's just so funny to me, like that. This is like a superhero hedgehog. Yeah, has like the ability to run super <laughs> fast and whatever. But they're just like guns. Yeah, As I've played it on Dolphin. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Emulator. Yeah, I got Dolphin. Oh, Dolphin's so sick, dude. You got to talk to my brother. He's got a crazy emulator uh, library and just that's awesome. That's so sick. Yeah. We'll nerd out. I actually had to delete. He gave me his whole fucking emulation library. It was like 200 gigs. And I was like, I need this, but I can't have this on my computer right now because it's too much it's storage. It's too much. Yeah. You, These videos are huge. <laughs> you <laughs> like, got to get like a dedicated hard drive just for like the yeah. the ROMs. Dude, all that. 
I just we're just gonna talk video games know, for like I'm, another sec. Know, yo. my, my brother, you gotta meet him. He's such a nerd, but he bought this thing so you can plug your uh, Game Boy Color games into it and get the the save file off of them so you can play your save file yo. in the emulation because he had all 151 Pokemon. That's so sick. Level 100. He was like, I need this save file. But the thing that's crazy is that those cartridges have a battery in them so they will die eventually so like okay. if he didn't get it off them like mm. all of the game boy games will eventually stop working yeah which is a sad day mm. but anyway so whew, all right we'll put a pin in that we'll, yeah. we'll go into your um, shit is over yeah nerd segment of the pod <laughs> it will probably come back um let's let's do another two soft track sick and yeah we'll let's do uh you mind if i preface this one real quick yeah no um so the uh the other two soft uh track that i sent um is called Idolon, and it actually i don't know when this episode is coming out um but it'll be it'll, a little bit yeah it'll uh the song is coming out or has came out already it's coming out on august 11th uh so this week oh yeah it won't yeah yeah i figured <laughs> yeah so the the song is out uh please go check it out uh it's called Idolon um by me and my friend ben 10 who's an indie artist um i also hope a, you also a show yes <laughs> yeah. yeah but i hope you guys enjoy oh yeah so we don't have one called that in here we got letters finished pacifist yes Sirens that blue. is the letters finished is Idolon. aka Idolon. Okay. sorry <laughs> it's uh that's the uh and if you want to hear the music in this episode and what we have to say about it, join the Podducer Discord through the link below. Dude, yeah, my, my current influences, I'll go through them real quick just because it kind of makes sense. Uh, Flume, uh, Igloo Ghost, uh, Underscores. I really fuck with Underscores. And uh, I don't know. I've Just a lot of like, we, like, electronic or like hyper pop artists that like fuck around you know what i mean like they do a lot of different like weird stuff yeah yeah that's just what i was about to ask so with hyper pop i mean i heard dylan brady in there with a little yeah and then i'm curious do you listen to any of that like glitch hop stuff like oh Youngster yeah. jack david shoddy like all that sort of stuff yeah, yeah i i love that kind of shit especially like like i know it's not glitch hop but like dylan brady like all of his like the stuff he's um produced for um cali cartier and like um like i mean he's produced for uh shit he did a song for someone recently but like him as a producer outside of 100 gex you know i love 100 gex too but i'm just saying separately fantastic producer um yeah. definitely like go look at his credits because like he has some crazy shit um but i do geck I, I am a big fan of 100 gex so Ryan is probably more knowledgeable on the hyper pop spectrum of music than I am. Yeah. So he probably, yeah. I hyper pop, especially um, since like 2020, like COVID era, I've been listening to almost exclusively hyper pop. Agreed, uh, dude. That and like, uh, like emo rap. Like yeah. Post hardcore inspired emo rap. I got yeah. huge into Lil Peep. And then that kind of opened the door to all this other stuff. Guys like yeah. Dollywood One, that kind of merged. Dollywood One is so sick. So sick. So sick. So sick. 
Yeah. Especially, have you ever, have you gotten into Daria Core at all? Either? No, you gotta, you gotta get oh us up on this. God. You gotta hear the story. Okay, so, um, Jane Remover, um, who is a hyper pop artist. She's I've a, heard, I've heard of that name. Yes, she's a fantastic hyper pop, hyper pop artist. Kind of, um, take underscores and, um, mix her music with, like, um, a lot of, like, the craziness and more experimental side of 100 Gex. Mm. Um, infuse the two, and that's kind of like Jane Remover's music. Um, but she has an alt on SoundCloud called Leroy, um, and cr- basically created a genre called Dariacore. And it's basically, it's like fucking, like she takes like crazy. The reason why it has to be on SoundCloud is she takes like crazy ass samples of like popular songs and speeds them up. The songs are like 200 BPM. Mm. Um, and it's just like, it's like maximalist. Um, like happy hardcore mixed with like every other electronic music genre Mm. so it's like it's it's really cool it's a lot like it tires your ears very easily it's like it's cool it's funny it's like it's it's abrasive yeah it's abrasive but in a good way Uh you know so does it sample daria uh no but all of the uh cover photos Mm. are photos from Daria. It's kind of like going back to lo-fi, how like everything's like the Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's that aesthetic, but for that genre of music. Yeah, so. okay. And then also, I feel like this isn't... I feel like if you get into those genres that you were just talking about, like also mm. the funk train is yeah. very adjacent, but then you also get into like... I'm just I love like that Suicide Boys sound like Puya and my brother Shake Well Fat Nick stuff yeah like that. I so I was super into in high school I was super like late high school I was super into Suicide Boys and like Shake Well and Fat Nick and like all those guys um, and then I kind of got away from it more so when I started to more focus on the like because that was around the time where I was like changing to electronic music so i wanted to like only listen to electronic music Mm -hmm. so i kind of like you know i listen to like rap now but like for like a span of like a year and a half i only listen to electronic music so i I stopped listening to suicide boys Mm -hmm. my brother is the biggest shout out keegan is the biggest suicide boys fan ever dude they're sick yeah and their aesthetic's cool like uh, especially like the ftp brand and like all that stuff i don't know if they own it or if they're just like heavily tied to it but Mm. um that clothing brand is really cool too they come out with a lot of really cool like streetwear stuff i just Um, love like the beats i always hear them like i made a suicide boys style beat the other day it took like 30 minutes i just Mm -hmm. had like you just got to get that snare that like funk snare whatever it's a specific snare you I know, know exactly you know what you're, what you're talking, talking about. yeah but like those beats are so quantized and so just yeah. like but they just go mm-hmm. they're so good yeah 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 it's it's almost like it's almost because all the beats are not the same but they're made very similarly mm-hmm. um almost to the point like kind of like how plug is um, where it's just kind of like it's the same 808. <laughs> What's plug? Plug is that uh, a genre? Yeah, plug is like what yeet is, and like. Do you? I'm. T- you're yeah. not up on it, Jerry. I'm a boomer. Come you're on, Jerry. This guy wears a turban all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah, um, it's plug is like is like what yeet's music. He's like the most popular plug artist right now. Um, just yeet. Yeet. Yeah. That's so funny. Have you seen that Timothy Chalamet and? Uh, I forget what uh, fucking the guy from SNL. They just go and they're like, "This is the new song called Yeet," and they're just like, 
yeah I've seen the, yeah i've seen the that's sketch. like what i'm picturing this is no am i pretty far off it's it, he's he's just this dude he's very um all of his music i am not a fan of his music i think his production goes crazy yeah um or like do you have you ever listened to joey joey bro just joey like the shadow wizard money gang like all that shit no dude, okay need, ryan put me on dude so joey all of his shit it sounds like the bottom of a really muddy lean cup yeah like if you just put the yeah. mic up to it and it's like all of this like this drawl and these deep like i just hit a score in my underpants yeah. like night lavelle like type or like if he was on downers yeah it's <laughs> yeah. like ye and it basically every i don't want to generalize it because i feel like you know i don't want to disrespect the genre because these are just two people that are popular right now and i'm not a huge fan um i listen to joey sometimes but um all of their majority of the artists are heavily leaned out when they mm. record their music yeah so like you and you can hear it too yeah, like the pronunciation is like, like not really slurring. like have you listened to like lucky's music recently no he's a chicago rapper okay um he doesn't make he, he's starting to make plug music but um like very just like like slurred words and like so plug music is like leaned out music it's like leaned out trap music um but the 808s don't have kicks layered on top of them so that makes sense oh interesting so it's like soft 808s that hit hard because they're like boosted in the mix mm. with like um trap snares uh very like um chill synthy melodies mm -hmm. um typical trap hi-hat pattern like that kind of thing we just got a shout out like chopped and screwed though because that's like yeah. the original leaned out music <laughs> yeah i uh yeah I've, I've i've been messing around on three score with like plug stuff mm. um so we'll kind of if i i'm trying to think if that song is like considered plug or not that i saw i don't think it is but um but yeah, it's it's an interesting genre. The production is really good. Maybe I, we'll, we'll go into that song. And I, I got another question for you too. Another yeah. rabbit hole to go down. What's what's up? Which song? Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. Okay, okay. But which was the song that you were talking about referencing? Um, it's not shit. Or it, we don't have it. No, we do. We do. I just okay. forget the name of it because I posted it like four days ago. <laughs> um, I think it's Woo. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's Woo. W H E W. And if you want to hear the music in this episode and what we have to say about it, join the Podducer Discord through the link below. So Let's go. Very plug influenced. Like I think the only thing that doesn't make a plug is the tempo change and the uh, the kick. Mm. But word. Okay, getting an education here today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about recluse. Yes. Let's get into it. Yeah. So how did that happen? So, um, recluse population is, uh, basically, um, it's a, it's a collective that me and three of my other friends started. Um, they live all over the U S. Um, it's, a um, an artist that now goes by windowed and bad friend. Um, but, um, he previously went by Menlo. Um, he was, he was, uh, a lo-fi kind of turned more jazz and all that, um, producer, um, Yesfo, who is another kind of more, um, used to do lo-fi now kind of does all different kinds of stuff, hip hop wise. Um, and then, um, Clover, uh, who 
jumps around. I wouldn't tire to one specific genre. Mm. Um, but basically there was, um, some discord discourse, mm. um, some beef with, uh, someone that I used to be friends with. And so I left the server. Um, and with leaving the server, I kind of like lost access to all of my friends, like all my internet friends. So I created a little group chat with those three. Um, and we hung out for like two months and while we were playing phasmophobia oh yeah i know the game I was i've like, never downloaded it but dude, i've heard it's fun sick game um but while we were playing it uh i was like why don't we just like why have we never made a collective like we all make music with each other like whatever why don't we give it like a home and so we created recluse population mm-hmm. um part of the reason behind the name is like recluse means like like to keep to yourself kind of and it was it was partially because it's created during covid and then also um i'm not an introvert but a lot of my friends are and i felt like it correctly um kind of represented uh the personalities of the people involved mm-hmm. um and then after we started posting on there um some of the stuff got some traction um and i slowly kind of um those three didn't really want to um be heavily involved in like scheduling and like doing all that shit. So I kind of more took the leadership role, um, of recluse, um, and added people like Sean Tango. Yeah. Um, Tango. That was the first time we talked about recluse. Yeah. Um, care, Michi, uh, dink the poof, uh, all sorts of, I mean, I think we have like 22 members. Um, but, um, it slowly added to like the roster that we have now. Um, and it's just like, it's not a label. It's, um, just like, think of it like a group posting page. Yeah. That's what it is. We is don't, there a specific sound? Nope. Uh, I, that I, per, and that was on purpose. Um, I didn't want us to be tied down to a specific sound or like have anxiety about trying to make something that fits the page and whatever. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to have something, um, that represented all of my friends as a community. Um, so where people can go to one place and listen to all of our music. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want to take the individuality out of my friends that are like a part of this project that we made together. Um, so I purposely, the sound is the people involved. Yeah. You know, um, I didn't want to make it something that it's not. You know? Are there goals and aspirations with it, or it's just kind of a place to put music? The 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 goal that we had, or at least that I had, um, was Recluse kind of serves as um, if one perf- person profits, everybody profits. It's yeah. like it's the saying everybody eats. It's yeah. like um, I wanted I wanted to give somebody or I wanted to give all of us a um a way to like if one of us blows up we didn't everybody else doesn't just get left in the dust we mm-hmm. get carried with you know yeah um because that's the way it should be you know we're all friends we care about each other um and nothing hurts worse than like when somebody you've been making music with for a while is like you know gets crazy numbers and you're like damn what, what the fuck i've been making music with this person for whatever and now they're We've not been like, like feeding off each other's energy. yeah yeah exactly so like what why am i not so it's it's more so that you know it's like i i want everyone to prosper together and not separately and that's kind of the purpose behind recluse 
Gotcha. Um, cool. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to give everybody a space to create um, or like a place where like if they want to upload something that they wouldn't normally put on their main account, uh-huh. it's also a good place for that, too. It's like a group alt account. Basically. Yeah, kind of. Um, it's, you know, also a place for like if we do collabs. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to put it because yeah, everyone's yeah. already centralized into that one thing. Do so, the does any of the stuff get onto Spotify? Um, yeah. So we started the the way it works is we um, I basically monetize the SoundCloud. It, it's localized to SoundCloud exclusively. So if you want to look it up, look it up on SoundCloud. But um, the I monetize the SoundCloud. Um, and all of the money made goes directly into paying for the um, SoundCloud page uh, mm-hmm. for the subscription. So we have unlimited, you know, all that stuff, the yeah. benefits of it. Yeah. Um, and any extra will go to whoever mm-hmm. um, that it profited off of. But I don't keep any money whatsoever. Yeah. It, do- it doesn't make that much. It makes like five bucks a month. You know, you know what I mean? But it's you like, can distribute from SoundCloud to Spotify, yes. right? So the way I... I do it is um, I don't want to make a Spotify page for recluse because that makes it more of an official thing. Yeah. So um, the rule I always had is like, if you want to distribute it, go right ahead and yeah. you can keep all of the money for it. Keep all that. It's just for the one SoundCloud thing. It's going to be on recluse. And that's like, okay. So you would, each individual would kind of do that on their own or yeah. yeah. So like, let's say you posted a song on recluse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we would have that song on recluse and be monetizing it and whatever to grow the page. Yeah. Um, and then if you wanted to put it on Spotify or whatever, you would just do all, you'd upload all that yourself. Okay. So yeah, gotcha. it just, it, it has a common home on SoundCloud with recluse. Gotcha. Okay, so, cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, I think we, we run the other track and then I don't know if there's anything else you specifically wanted to talk about any, like, I don't know, (laughs) any topics you brought in. (laughs) Um, no. Yeah. I, um, I want to give a shout out to all the Chicago people. Yeah, and we can do shout outs okay. at the end. Yeah, no, so, I was just right. curious if you were like, I really wanted to talk about oh, this. Oh, shit. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, run up Eidolon. Um, yeah. It'll be out on all streaming platforms. I'd prefer Spotify because okay. <laughs> I'm trying to grow that. I'm trying to grow that shit right now. Um, but no, I think, I, I think I'm all good. I, I really wanted to just come in and talk. I didn't really care what we talked about. So Yeah, hell yeah. No, that's how it always is. <laughs> I was just curious. So this is Sirens. This is on SoundCloud on 3Score. And if you want to hear the music in this episode and what we have to say about it, join the Podducer Discord through the link below. That was cool, man. Thank you. Definitely Thank you. bouncy for sure. Yeah. Now I get it. The Yeah, Palpa, mm-hmm. Vince, definitely can hear it. Yeah. Does it come from the swing or is it yeah, like... Yeah, it's the it's the heavy rhythm of it. Is yeah. The driving is like what makes it bounce. And like the, the future bass influence and like... Yeah. But more, it's like taking future bass and like... Instead of making it like 75% electronic and 25% hip hop, it's like a 50 50 split. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I could just hear with like the kick patterns, it's like 
some of them aren't like perfectly on so it kind of makes you like stutter yeah. a little bit i actually i make my music with the grid turned off oh hell yeah yeah in, the, in like the grid lock and everything so uh-huh. like or at least three score stuff not too soft i need that quantization but <laughs> uh but yeah the three score stuff i just fucking i turn it off because it's like I don't know. It's supposed to be swung, so it's like yeah. I feel like if the lines are on, I'm gonna like want to put it next to the line. Yeah, so that makes sense. And do you still use FL or yeah? Use, okay, I still use FL. Hell yeah. I get a lot of heat for that, but no heat. Yeah, no yeah, heat needed. Exactly. I use I use F- FL for production, and then for recording, I use Pro Tools. Okay. So gotcha. And that's Is, just a college thing. Yeah. Yeah. Does it sound better? Pro Tools. People say. It doesn't sound, dude, it doesn't sound better. It, like, it's, the quality comes from the microphone, so I don't understand that debate. The reason I use Pro Tools, honestly, is because recording in Pro Tools is, like, one click of a button, and it's, like, instant, you know? Yeah. And comping is easier comping, in Pro Tools. Yeah. The um, new Ableton, I mean, it's not new. I just still have 10, like a <laughs> fool. But, um... You can do like record on a loop and it'll just keep making like more. Uh, it'll stack it, them. Right? It'll stack them. Yeah. yeah. And you you can then comp and just choose what you like, which that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really a, nice I, I wish FL's record. That's a one, my one complaint about FL. My thing like with FL's, I can do like everything that I could want, like Ableton or Pro Tools in FL. The only thing is the recording. The recording fucking sucks in FL. Yeah. And that's like the one, but you know, I'm not a vocalist, so it's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter, you know. What's like uh, some goals for, you know, the two soft and three score project? Are you trying to play shows? Are you trying to just get your numbers up? My, my, my thing with music is I've never really had, um, an end goal you get what i'm saying like um you know i'm going to I, I'm, I'm a senior in college right now i'm going to school for live audio career-wise that's my plan you know I, I entirely plan on just like working live audio for like the rest of my life whether it's tv or whatever uh, music to me is a, has always been like a, a passion and a hobby i if it turns into a career and it's like uh you know i start making money off of it that's fantastic you yeah, know yeah um and i'm gonna do all the necessary promotional shit and all that because it's like you know it's it, if it ends up happening that's awesome but like i'm not like set i need to blow up i need to do you know i i really enjoy playing shows and i'd love to play more shows yeah um but yeah i've just kind of never really had like a like a I need to be here by this time and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of why I went instead of going to school for like production, I just went for live audio. Cause it's like, I'll have a guaranteed way to like have a salary job and like, you know, but yeah, the way I look at music is, it's kind of like I'm passionate about it. And if it, if you know, I become a top artist or whatever, sick. You yeah. Know? I feel like that can work in a weird way. Like everyone's path is different and you hear the people where it's like, bro, if you're not um, backed up against a wall and like Mm -hmm. only doing music, then it's not going to work out. Yeah. But I don't think that that's true for every, I, I feel like it is important to dedicate yourself to it. Yeah. But I don't know if I really believe in that whole, like you have to exclusively be doing it. Some people just work differently. Maybe for some people that you have to do it that way. Yeah. I think that pressure 
slowly over time, if you put that pressure on yourself, can destroy you as an artist. Like the fun of it. It can destroy the fun of it and the creativity of it. Because yeah. you, you get imposter syndrome. You don't want to like... You don't want to make shit because it doesn't sound like your music, but at the end of the day, it's it's your fucking music, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. I f- I feel like it's 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 an unhealthy it's an unhealthy mindset to have as an artist to be like, I need to fucking blow up. If I don't blow up, I'm going to dedicate everything to this. You don't have to do that, you know. Like, you can have multiple goals and like, if one day, I think it's always good to have a backup plan, mm-hmm. you know. I I I I don't think that like it's good for artists to put that pressure on themselves at all. I think a lot of times when you hear about like artists quitting and stuff, it's because they put that pressure on themselves. They got burnt out. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. I, I, for some people, I feel like it's just that they do it and it's like intrinsic to who they are Yeah, and that's like all they do and that's why they made it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I just I feel a little bit like leery about advice for for musicians because you hear about all this stuff that you have to do. Yeah. But like that might not like getting into the mindset of like other people's advice. Yeah. Might just not work for you. It might work for a lot of people, but you know, yeah. you, you just you might not want to conform to that mold. I w- yeah, I will say like don't listen to my whole thing is like, I feel like, you know, when I was, cause I was self-taught entirely. I never took a music lesson and I was taught from YouTube videos. And yeah. a lot of times when you're starting as an artist, you take all of the, like what people say in YouTube videos as gospel mm-hmm. and you follow it religiously. Don't listen unless it's like technical shit. Don't listen to advice that artists give because they know what works for them as a person but they don't know what works for you as a person yeah like you know i'm sitting here spouting my opinions and whatever i don't know jack shit about who you are and like how you work as an artist and whatever you know you take what i say and what everybody else says with a gigantic grain of salt because i'm not you and everybody else is not you so like do what you think works best for you and not what other people think works best for you. Yeah. And there might be like certain things that generally like this is how people do it. Yeah. Or like if you're at a certain point where like maybe you need management or like mm-hmm. maybe like that would be a good step for you. But I mean, I yeah, it's just I get a little bit turned off to these like self-help this is what you got to do you got to be super on your social media like you do but at the same time you could find a back door that's exactly who knows yeah you could be thinking oh i have to do these things and not realizing this other path that's like the cheat code you know yeah you don't know i mean i don't know there is no cheat code you know it's like my like my thing is like a lot of times like when people blow up and whatever it's because they played like a 75 person show and one of those people happened to be like an A&R. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's fucking random. You know, like you can do as much as you possibly can to try and help with those chances. But at the end of the day, it's going to happen because it just randomly happened. And it's, it's like 50% luck based, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, as long as you just keep doing it, I mean, like eventually it's, it it's probably going to happen, 
I totally agree with that. I have this whole philosophy about like creating randomness for yourself and Mm -hmm. yeah, like potentially having that, that guy in the crowd that's going to be like, yo, like I saw your set and like, I want to help you out or something like, yeah, you know, so yeah, I don't know. Just something to think about. Mm -hmm. I feel like on this show we do a lot of like advice and I don't even know the demographic of people that necessarily listen to this. I would assume. Yeah. You know, a lot of producers are younger, some are older, um, but I just never want to come off as like, these are the things that you have to do, you know? It's just like, yeah. do whatever you fucking want. Exactly, you know? yeah, yeah. As long as you have that disclaimer of like, you know, what everyone else says as an artist doesn't really matter. It's like, you can you can give advice and say whatever, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. on, that's on the people watching to take what you say. Right however they want to take it so right you know if they want to take it as gospel that's on them that's their problem (laughs) yeah exactly so cool man well uh let's do the wrap-up question sick which is uh concerts you've seen which was the most impactful like the the like what did i just watch I, I mean, definitely, uh, like flume. I went and saw flume two years ago and that was like crazy. Yeah. I saw, I, I saw him at the Aragon. So like all floor dude, I was pushing people to get to the front. Like I, I own all of his albums on vinyl. Like I'm like, I'm a super fan. Yeah. And, uh, seeing him live was insane. His setup is like, uh, it's like three tables in a U shape and like on one table is, um, like a mixer. Um, one table is a Mac with Ableton and a Ableton push. And on the other table is like a Moog and a Korg. Mm. So like it's, and he's like switching between all of them. And like, it was crazy. And the whole back wall was a giant led screen Mm. for like visuals and stuff. Nice. So it was definitely the most impactful to me because i'd been listening to him for years yeah before i got that opportunity do you like his um i forget what they're they're called but it's like all the tracks he had like on his desktop and he's like you know what yeah. i'm talking about yeah those the two albums that he dropped where it's like all of the icons for the album photos yeah and it's not like throwaway tracks but just like tracks that he's not gonna put on like a feature out al- like a yeah. real album i think when you take it with the with the sentiment that it is just like old songs that he decided to finish to just put out to not sit on them yeah i then it's a pretty decent album but like if you look at it from like this is a this is a solid project that yeah. like it then it's a, you know i would give it you know like as a flume fan like a five out of ten if if, yeah, if we that's... if you were looking at it like that it, there's like th- you know each album is like 18 songs mm-hmm. um and i think there's like two or three from each album that that's I yeah that's how i felt i would like listen to it because it would come out and i'd be like i don't know about this there's a level of flume that's just like god tier and then yeah. this is you know but it, again like as an artist you can do whatever you want like mm-hmm. if you just want to release those because you want to put them out there and you don't think that they're like the most serious tracks then yeah go for it i also heard someone saying that like some of those were made when he was traveling so it's like yeah you know it was from his tour laptop yeah so it was like all the stuff that he made like while he was like 
going to different places during like the high this is flume era and like mm. um the skins era but like that mixtape high this is flume is fire bro it's you know so what good I mean? yeah it's it's like one of the albums that made me want to do experimental like music i think after that one came out everyone was trying to like do, yeah do that i remember being on soundcloud after that and like i was like oh yeah this is yeah hi this is flume spring and mud are like two of my favorite tracks from the album mm. um and ek i don't know how to how the fuck to pronounce it ecdesis or ecdesis or something yeah yeah I, yeah I know which one you're talking yeah. about that one's hard that one's crazy too um but favorite tracks from the new album get you and palaces okay yeah so I uh, I'm going to see Flume at North Coast. Let's go! Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. And it's a headliner set, which I'm excited about. You know yeah. how like the headliner set's a little bit more hype. Mm. Is Porter Robinson playing North Coast as well? I'm not sure. I'm just going on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, Porter Robinson is another artist that I'd pay like six hundred dollars to go see live. Yeah, I like, saw Porter at uh, his World's tour at the Aragon, and that was pretty cool too. I have yet to see Porter Robinson live. Yeah, he's good yeah i'm so you'll enjoy it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. cool man well any shout outs uh shout outs um the entire uh big chill and discord uh they are the people that have like driven me to be be an artist and like have stood by me through all of covid all that shit um they've been my friends for a long time um ben 10 uh he's my best friend uh, we make music together all the time. He's also my old college roommate. Um, he's an amazing indie artist. Please go check him out. He grinds on TikTok every day <laughs> to try and push it, push his shit, and he is long overdue to blow up. Um, Care, Michi, uh, Damo, um, Sean, Tango, um, all those people, the entire Chicago squad, S Rock. Um, like those people are the people that snuck me into bars when I was 16 years old to be able to play shows. Mm. Like they were some of the people that like made me want to move here in the first place. Mm -hmm. So, um, shout out to them as well. You know, my, my family, my parents, um, my brother, my girlfriend, all those people. So yeah, let's go. Everyone. Everyone. (laughs) that's the save bed just like everyone i love you yeah exactly i don't want to miss anyone and have them mad at me <laughs> nah nah you're good that's how it's almost better when they're like dude what the fuck and you're like bro no i was i was saving it <laughs> I, was, I didn't want to mention you no uh all right guys well good shit uh i hope you enjoyed the episode thank you again for coming man of course yeah. go check out two soft three score and recluse popul recluse population population i was like <laughs> what is it again all right later guys later guys thank Peace. you